0: Hi, this is Sam Logano with the Los Angeles Rams. Who's house? You're listening to the Los Angeles Rams UK podcast. Undenied worldwide. The Los Angeles Rams. It doesn't get any better than this. Let's go Rams. Good evening and welcome to episode 38 of the LA Rams UK podcast. Week 8 seems a long while ago now, but saw our Rams lose... 28-17 2817 to Miami, uh, currently sitting with a record of 5-3. and three. Tonight we'll take a bit of a look back at that game in a, in a bit more detail, as well as look at any news to come out of the team since then. We'll also do a little review of the predictions that the team made for Week 8 and Week 9 now, um, how everybody got on, what the current standings are, etc. And here tonight with me is Rob. Yep, good evening how are you rob yeah i'm good thanks i'm good yourself excellent i can't complain nobody takes any notice anyway no nah. <laughs> not at all not at all. so i i know it's um crikey what is it nine days since the miami game um and um it, it, it was it was quite a rough game to watch um do you have any initial thoughts in general on the game there rob
1: yeah, yeah. As you rightly said, Tony, it wasn't pretty. It really wasn't. You know, from what, from what was a positive start, you know, to kind of you know as early as kind of late in the first quarter, um, things really began to go pear-shaped, and and probably for most of the second quarter, third quarter, it really wasn't pretty, was it? It wasn't indeed.
0: Mm. No, no. You know, I mean, I think some of the positives we can take out of the game is is, is the defense um, holding the new quarterback to to, to ninety three yards all game. Um, yeah. But it's um, we, we there were too many errors across the board for us to actually get anything from this game
1: yeah there really was and you know um you know t- talking about our defense but Miami's defense as well you know the the on several occasions you know they, they they gave the dolphins offense such good field position that they they, they weren't going they didn't need to get a lot of yards to actually put the ball in the end zone you know and at the end of the day this this is a game of field position you know beyond no illusion the the team with the best field position over the four quarters will usually win that game and uh, I, I think that's why defensive teams you know they say defense wins championships championships and that that's what a really good defence brings you. You know, it brings you good field position a lot of the time but you know, looking at the game as a whole, you know it, it started pretty well for us. You know, initially the defense did step up. Um, we actually mm. got the strip sack early on, which gave us the good field position, and uh, and then you you had the handoff to Robert Woods uh, who took it in, and you know you, you take the early the early seven point lead. Um, but then, as I say, as, as that first quarter went on, you, you began to see some of the pressure that you know that Miami was bringing. And, uh, and 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 it just slowly but surely began to get golf rattled, you know, he really had one of probably certainly maybe his poorest game of the season. And 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 it was all down to, to, to Miami just getting that pressure to him. Um, you know, looking looking at the, the kind of end of the first half, um, you know, golf throws the pick, um, and then Miami drives down, ties the game. Um, get into the second half, you know the, the the Rams' offense begins to splutter, and that's when Miami really seemed to come into their own. You know, they, they they had golf throwing picks, they had they had golf fumbling, you know, sack fumbles getting taken back to the house, and really, you know, the, the Dolphins' defense began to really get a, a really good grip on the game. Um, and before you know where you are, you know, you're twenty eight nothing, sorry, 28-10 down at the half. And you're thinking, mm-hmm. you know, what what has just happened? You know, from from interceptions to to fumble recoveries for touchdowns, and uh, and then also the punt return that goes back to the house. It was almost like anything that could go wrong in that first half, first half almost did for us.
0: That, that's a really good summary, Rob. Actually, and you know, it's, it, you're all you're bringing it all back to me in in bone-juddering reality. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know, you you look at the stats as well. You know, you look at. Both teams lost two fumbles, um, Goff with the two interceptions, two sacks allowed um, to Miami's one, um, and the penalties, five, five against us and three against Miami. You know, it's, yeah. uh, it, it, it wasn't a good day at the office. I
1: absolutely
0: and, know it. Uh, and I, I was just trying to remember, actually, um, the defensive coordinator for Miami, Josh Boyer, was he the defenses coordinator for the Patriots in the Super Bowl? Do you know, you
1: have got me on the spot. That I, I couldn't confirm that, Tony. It's, it's no. very possible it's very possible but he was certainly getting a lot of kudos during the game and after the game you know because the, the schemes that he dialed up you know they, they really seemed to attack our strengths on offence you know they, mm-hmm. they, they they were waiting for for the short to intermediate stuff that we love to do you know that comes yeah. off the, the the ground game you know the the, the short dinks and donks the, the end arounds the screens they were waiting for it and then whenever golf did stand in that pocket and try to look a little bit deeper he was under pressure and immediately. Um and as I say, you know, the the the, the other poor performances golf has, has actually had this season and there hasn't been many, let's be honest, it's had a very decent start to the season. But the last couple of games, you know, has shown that if you get in golf's face, you get to golf early and you can rattle him. You really can mm-hmm. rattle him and then you start to see, you know, throwing before he wants to, um, he's more than capable of throwing a pick, you know, when that pressure is is getting to him. And, you know, he's... For a guy who's been five years in the league now, I, I have to admit, me, personally, I'm still seeing him make some decisions and still still throwing balls into areas where I'd I think he's just, I'd like to see his decision-making a lot bit better than it actually is. And as much as he had a strong start to the season, I think the last couple of games, you know, again, the, the game against uh, San Francisco as well, you've saw some of Goff's feelings that, you know, he, he doesn't react well under pressure, he likes a clean pocket. And let's be honest, he's really not the most mobile either.
0: No, that was one of the um, the criticisms that came up during the week as well. You know, it's actually one of the questions on Facebook from last week, was um, golf m- mobile enough to be a modern quarterback? I think we have a resounding no to that, to that question, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's 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 yep. not he's not
1: known for being mobile. I mean, he's, he's he's not he's not unmobile. I mean, he certainly will have a step, and you know, and, and try and gain some yards occasionally. You see him having a wee scramble out the pocket, but you know, you look at the scheme that McSh- Sean McVay has. There's nothing designed for Goff to be to be mobile. You know, I I, I ideally we, we want to be gaining the you know the the yards through there with with golf and a clean pocket and having that time to pass. And the the offensive line has has been a really nice surprise for us this year. Again, they've played really well, but you did see some failings in that Miami game. And something that really hurt us bad was those zero blitzes. You know, the the zero blitzes are such a gamble as well because basically it's a scheme set up from man coverage and basically it's it's along the lines of you are sending not quite the house but the receive all, all the receivers that are, that are that are going down the park have just single man coverage and then everybody else is going after the quarterback and there was a couple of times, you know, Shaq Lawson was one of them, where basically they came clean through, you know, Goff had little or no time, I think the, the first fumble actually down at Miami's uh, in Miami's red zone, you know, the, the, the guy came clean through, I mean Goff had less than a second, um, I mean he, he basically lifted his head up and the guy was on top of him and that was the fumble that went back to the house and you saw that zero blitz from Miami quite a few times and it was very effective and even when it didn't get to Goff, he was still throwing the ball actually before he wanted to, and there was at least mm-hmm. two occasions where I'm quite surprised he wasn't actually picked as well because he got away with a couple, um, just un- under that pressure, which he just wasn't coping with.
0: Yeah, it's such a shame, really. Because I mean, I mean, going back to uh, mobile golf, you know, I mean, as, as soon as he he got that touchdown a couple of weeks ago, all the giraffe gifts came out during the game, didn't they? Because he, mm-hmm. he does look ungainly when he goes on a run. Um but yeah can't see many players being designed for him to 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 be the runner. Um yeah. one of the other things I did want to talk about was um was the kicking. Um so Kai Forbath missed a field goal this last week as well. Exactly. He did. He you know, did. We still don't seem to have a, a good answer um to Greg's airline do we really? But I mean what is the answer to, to G Z Lee? Thing. Um, but I mean I hope will get A bit more confidence As we go through The season um, and, and, and stake his Claim for the place
1: Well do, do you know Something actually Looking at the Third quarter Of that, of that Miami game You know the, the, Our defence Really stepped up You know I believe Aaron, Aaron Donald Actually registered A sack actually In the third quarter As well And we actually Got a good drive Going, you know, we we got a touchdown pass to Robert Woods. We we got ourselves effectively back in the game. We got we got the game mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter back to a two-score ball game. And as I say, we actually we, we marched the ball marched the ball down. Uh, Four Bath came in with about, about three and a half minutes left in the fourth, and and shanked a kick left. And to be mm-hmm. honest with you, you mm-hmm. know th- this this. It's, it, you let Sloman go, and you bring in Forbrath, hoping that that's an upgrade. But he, he didn't really endear himself to the Rams fans because, effectively, that was the end of the game. There, you know, we potentially with three and a half minutes left in the clock, you know, you you you, you can hold my to to three now because let's let's be honest, they weren't light, they weren't putting a lot of yards up on us. They were getting good field position and scoring from short field mm-hmm. a lot of the game. So there was the potential to at least have one more possession if that kick had gone through. Um, but with that kick being missed, um, that was effectively the end of the game because then then the then the, the biggest thing against you is the clock. Um, we we, 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 we yeah. just weren't going to get two full possessions after that. So yeah, a, a kick that was well within his range, uh, didn't make it. And again, not the kind of start you're looking from a guy that you thought was going to be a veteran upgrade to the rookie that you just let go. So, yeah, let's say it like it is. You know, we, we have we have kicking problems. And t- to be honest with you, it's an aspect of the game that a lot of teams don't really cover, you know, kickers. And uh, me personally, I, I I think it's a very important part of the special teams. And the amount of times you find yourself in close games where it's the kicker that wins it for you. And let's be honest with you, you know, coming up against, you know, uh, the, the Seahawks just shortly, and the Cardinals and the 49ers These have the potential to be close games. You know, I I wouldn't like mm-hmm. to stake a stake a game like, like like one of the three coming up on on the, a kicker that has missed a big game, uh, missed a big kick there in Miami. Um, and I, I, again, I think where I'm coming from is is that I, I just don't have the confidence here. I'd like to see more of this guy. You know, he is he is a journeyman He is a veteran, and, and hopefully he will step up in some of the bigger games coming up. But let's be yeah. honest, yeah, the kicking game has been has been poor for us this year, and it continues to be. Yeah.
0: I'm- I was just looking at the stats back of, and um, I really shouldn't have done this, for Greg's airline, and just looking at the the line for 2017 when he was responsible for 158 points.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And, yeah, that, that's, that, that was just astounding. And looking at his stats, his lowest completion rate for extra points was 93%. Yeah. Uh, and
1: yeah, I mean, just, yeah
0: that, That's where we've come from. It was, we, we, we were built and we were setting a very high bar um, for what we, we we want from our kicker. Um, but I, I think Forbath is an upgrade on Sloman. Um, but I, I think he just needs to get his eye in and, and get a bit more game time. But um, to be hoped, he does that soon because we've got some really stiff games coming up.
1: Yes, but, uh, absolutely.
0: And anybody else that you want to highlight from the game at all? Yeah. Well, as I say, the 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 big standout
1: on offense was again was as I said earlier was probably potentially Goff's worst game. Uh, you know, he had the two interceptions. He got away with a couple of mm-hmm. what could have been interceptions, and he had the two fumbles. But that, that set aside, you know, he, he still actually went, uh, you know, with 35 of 61 passes for 355 yards and a, and a touchdown. Um, so, I mean, moving the ball, you know, particularly I think in the second half, you know, the, the offense did, did actually kick in. But no, golf didn't, didn't have a good game. But as I say, it still put up decent numbers through the air. Um, the, the the ground game, which is, has, has bailed us out in a few games, you know, didn't look too bad. Unfortunately, we actually lost Darrell Henderson in the second half. Um, to I think was it was it a thigh injury? I think he actually had. Um, but we got to see a little yeah, bit of Carmakers. Yeah. Um, he came in and uh, between Carmakers and Malcolm Brown. Um, as you see, I think the Malcolm Brown had ten carries for forty yards. Um, Cam Akers had uh, nine attempts, uh, thirty-five yards. So uh, nice to see a lot about Cam Akers and, and hopefully there's a lot more to come. Um, as much as I know about the injury to Henderson, you know, as I say, I think I think he he should should actually be back. Um, for the the Seattle game, um, but I, I, I and I, I, again, another couple of guys, you know, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, you know, it's it's no surprise to any Rams fan that these guys, you know, win or lose, they, they tend to put up very decent numbers. And the Miami game was was uh, was no different, you know, Cooper Cup, uh, eleven receptions, one hundred and ten yards, Robert Woods, seven receptions, eighty five yards. Um, the, the ball was sprayed around by golf pretty well, you know, Josh Reynolds, four receptions, uh, forty four yards, Gerald Everett. Um, five receptions, thirty-two yards. So I, again, in typical golf and Sean McVeigh's uh, style, you know, getting you know multiple receivers involved in the game. So I mean, when 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 more was happening for the offense consistently in the second half, you know, the the, the numbers weren't too bad. Um, but by that point, as I say, we were we were actually in the hole. You know, we were down the, the twenty-eight to ten at that point. Um, but some decent performances away mm-hmm. from you know what wasn't a great game for us. You know, some decent numbers by some of those guys I mentioned.
0: Definitely, I mean, I saw some of the chats online after the game saying that we, we could really do with an elite receiver um, over and above Cup and Woods, which you could make a case for I suppose, which which leads us into any news coming out of the team after the game and we, we, we didn't get involved in the trading um, this season at all yeah. I don't know if there was the opportunity for us to do so or whether the coaching staff are happy with what we have at the moment I, d- I don't think there's any glaring holes in the team apart from the kicking but in theory we 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 plugged that hole before the the trade deadline ended anyway for better or worse um, but at the time we'll tell on that so there, there was no trade available And we were chatting just before we came online, really. And Jordan Fuller has been activated from the injured reserve. Um, So he should be available for our Week 10 game against Mm -hmm. Seattle. And you mentioned another player that should be back as well, Rob?
1: Yes, Ashawn Robinson, um, the big free agent, uh D tackle that we picked up in the off season there. Um, this will be the first chance hopefully um against uh, Seattle that we, we get to have a look at this guy. Um he was he was activated um I believe week seven. Um but because of further red tape and the situation that he was that how his contract was tweaked and and that uh, he was able to go on uh, injured reserve, um there was the, the further three games before he could actually play. So hopefully we get a look at him uh, and the rotation you know down uh, down on that line um, and I, I, I'm assuming he'll be in the rotation with uh, you know Sebastian Joseph Day and Greg Greg Gaines, you know down at that nose tackle position. So you know a, a, a big a big a big D tackle, you know. Um, a, a, again, what I would call you know a a three four D tackle. You know the, the three four down linemen tend to be bigger in the three four schemes and the, the three four defenses. And that this guy just looks made to plug in there. You know a good a good run stuffer Um, um, I, I'm hoping. Um, and I, again, it hopefully. Can, can maybe power that line a little bit to get after opposing quarterbacks as well but um, no disrespect to, to, to um uh, Sebastian Joseph Day and Greg Gaines I think they've played okay I think the defence has played well as a, as, as a, as a system um, in the first half. I think the defence is ranked, um, PFF's rank was fourth overall, I think. So, you know, the defence has, has played really, really very well, you know. So hopefully this guy, again, is just an upgrade down on that line. And um, I, I, again, somebody that I'm hoping actually would potentially maybe in a few weeks' time potentially have that starting spot. Um, although we'll probably see him more in rotation maybe the first few games.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, it's, good, it's good to hear that some reinforcements are on the way for the second half of the season. And I, yep. I, I do like the fact that we have we had that mid-season break rather than having an, an early or a late bye. Um, I do like the, the symmetry of having eight games before and eight games afterwards, but that's just the VOCD coming out in me, I think. Um, but it is good to see some some reinforcements coming over the hill for this. And, and just looking at the stats, actually, for um, the Seattle game, and uh, our defense is ranked second in the league, according to NFL.com, um, whereas the Seahawks are ranked 31st which is pleasing
1: (laughs) yes indeed they're giving up a lot of yards I actually watched the, the Seattle game actually in Sunday against the Bills and just during the course of the game the commentators were speaking about the amount of yards that they've been giving up in the first half of the season and it's very concerning you know it really is. Um, they've, they've they've had injuries. You know, let's let's not get away from the fact that they're hurting a wee bit. But yeah, yeah, that's that's a defence that, that's coughing up a lot of yards just now. And uh, again, hopefully that bodes well for us going into this game that we can get up on them. Mm-hmm. And um, you
0: know, we 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 do stand at five and three, just behind. Um, the Arizona Cardinals because um, week nine was was delicious uh, for us Rams on our buy because the the nine is the Cardinals and the Seahawks all lost, which was fantastic for us, and and we, we've got quite a few divisionals games coming up. Um, he says furiously trying to find our schedule again. We haven't lost ground and we didn't play and we've had two weeks to actually bring players back into the fold and back into the the squad and, and actually get ready for the the second half of the season for us. So it it's all power to our arm now because I, I one of the uh, criteria for the playoffs obviously there are seven teams available for each conference this year. Um is is the conference standing and actually we're doing pretty well. We're five and one in conference whereas both Seattle at four and one, and Cardinals at um, four and two, are behind us on that. But we've we've played the full roster of the NFC East already. But if we, if we can um, we can pad that, keep padding that conference number, um, surely that'll be good for us as we as we come towards the. Obviously, we've got a lot of NFC games coming up soon, um, and obviously we has been five and one. Uh, hopefully, we can we can make that work to our advantage. Um, and something else I mentioned to you just before we started, Rob, was that um, there was a tweet that came out just over an hour ago, considering that it's 10 to 10 on Tuesday, the 10th of November, saying that the NFL owners have now agreed that if there is any disruption the regular season, that they will, they're looking at the potential of sending eight teams from each conference through to the playoffs, which will hopefully help us even more.
1: Yes, indeed. Yeah, I mean, it very much opens a, a door, doesn't it? I mean, if, if that does actually transpire, it opens a door maybe for teams that could potentially just fall short. So, yeah, that's an interesting development, you know, today. So it's sort of interesting to see. I, I Again, hopefully, hopefully it doesn't come to that. You'd like to try and see the league smoothly, just, you know, smoothly continue. But obviously with this unprecedented times that we're in just now, you know, certainly that's good that they're looking at contingency plans should that be needed maybe at a later date.
0: Yeah, indeed, and and they've actually made that decision early as well, um, which is good rather than leaving it right to the last minute to make that type of decision. But it, it seems sensible that you can fill an extra week by bringing an extra an extra pair of teams in, into the playoffs at the back end. Um, so that's all good news. Um, uh, Yes, we're heading into a, a divisional game against Seattle. Yes, it'll be interesting. Yes, I hope that we can keep our our record at SoFi Stadium going. Not so keen on the the 9:25 kickoff. I think it is, isn't it? Um, yeah. Which yeah. means probably a half past 12 finish for us on a Sunday evening. I've uh, not seen that. The Sky Sports have put the Games out yet either, so we'll have to wait and see if that if that's on Sky Sports or Game Pass. But um, it should be an interesting game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I
1: think uh, you know it's 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 one of those games where you know it's two teams that we're, we're, they're so familiar with each other, um, and uh, with third division being so tight this year, you're absolutely looking at potentially you know one of the games that that were were record could hinge the season could really hinge on the maybe the two games against Seattle and the two games against the Cardinals, um, because that those those are, are are going to be so important going down the stretch because I think. The, the, with, two, with, with the game against the Seahawks coming up and then I think it's the Cardinals after them and then I think my last two games are the are the Cardinals and the Seahawks as well so it, mm-hmm. it, it, it could be pivotal, uh, pivotal you know as I say the, those games and as I say I, I can really see the division being very close I, we're maybe looking at the 49ers potentially maybe dropping off a little bit just now I know there's injuries here to Garoppolo etc um, and the, the Seahawks are, have, again have their, their own issues with injuries but yeah I think this this is a big one coming up for us um, again with with the three teams losing. This is a this is our potential chance here to certainly maybe if the, if the Cardinals lose, leapfrog the Cardinals and certainly have you know the same record at the top of the division as the Seahawks. Um, it's, it's one of those ones where you know the the the, the Seahawks are. Again, looking very good this year. I watched the game on Sunday, and yeah, they're hurting just now, particularly on offense at the running back position. You know, they've lost guys like uh, like Carson and Carlos Hyde. Um, I believe they were starting uh, the the rookie on Sunday there, uh, Dallas. I think his name is. Um, didn't play too bad, but again, that wouldn't be your first choice. If, you know, if Carson and, and Hyde were were, were fit. Um, but on on offense, they, they, they look their usual selves. Uh, apart from maybe a slight drop off in the running game, you know, DK Metcalf looks to be a great draft pick for them. He is just looks to be, you know, evolving into you know a really fabulous, big, powerful wide receiver. You know, uh, Locket just looks to be his usual consistent self, and uh, very much, you know, Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson again. You're looking at potential <laughs> future Hall of Fame player, aren't you? There, you know, they they the call him the the, the musician. Uh, the, the, the magician, sorry. And uh, you can yes. see why, because he can simply make something out of nothing. You know, he, he buys additional time in that pocket. He's so elusive. He's so accurate. He has the cannon for an arm. And, you know, you can see why he's potentially talking about him being the player of the year, you know, already this year, because he, he has had a very good start to the season. Um, And that team is is, is dealing with issues, you know, um, along the lines of uh, the defence not playing particularly well, giving up a lot of yards and points um, and then being hit with the, the issues to the, to the injuries on the ground game I think as well some very key players out on the, the defence as well um, I think uh, Shaq Griffin's out for them um, there was a couple of other injuries that I, I came across for them as well, just bear with me a second um, yep, Shaq Griffin was out um, uh, Amadi, one of the safeties was, was the starting uh, sorry, the start the corner uh, starting uh, Uh, Nickel Corner was was out as well for them and as I say again they're hurting a little bit. They did make the trade um, just the other week there to bring in Carlos Dunlap um, from the Bengals, he was he was looking to get away from the Bengals. So, um, they brought in the veteran pass rusher uh, Dunlap, and he had had a pretty decent game actually for them actually on Sunday, kind of uh, getting to the, the quarterback. I think he recorded one sack, I think, in the game. Um, but but make no mistake, that's the defense that's struggling just now, and they they are trying to address it. You know, they they brought in Jamal Adams from the Jets as well. You know, the big trade. Uh, just the other month there, so they're trying to address some of the issues on the defence, um, but I, I, again, they're, they're, they're winning on offence just now, you know, they're relying on Russell Wilson and, and that magic that he can just produce, um, mm-hmm. and I then- really on those two big receivers um who are very consistent for them. Um and again Greg Olson, the tight end is also weighing in with some very kind of clutch catches as well. So um on, on on offense it's very much same as same as. You know, you have to try and contain Russell Wilson. You have to try and kinda of tone down that uh that that passing game that can hurt any team. They do like the power running game, but they're hurting there just now. You know they've they've been very committed the last few years to trying to establish more of a running game, and I think they succeeded the last couple of years. That that's hampered this year with injuries, um, so they are leaning a lot bit more on, really on the passing game again. From what I so saw, the highlights in the last couple of games. Um, from them as well. But make make no mistake, um this this is a, a is a very good team. Um I feel they expect Seattle to be in the playoffs. Um and they are looking at one or two guys actually getting one or two guys back um from injury So you, you can see them in the coming weeks, you know, certainly strengthening, um particularly the running back area. And um, so yeah, a, a difficult one it will always be against Seattle. Um, I, I'm preparing myself for a scrap. And as I said earlier, you know, this is a game where you would like to have a consistent kicker because it could potentially be as close as that. You know, I really see a good scrap in this one. Very much looking forward to it.
0: Definitely. Definitely, yeah. It's. um... Yes, it's. Uh, I mean, divisional games are all, always likely to be close games, uh, and and hard force at the back of that as well. So it's, it, it is building up as a as a great way to come off our bye week. I was just looking at the schedule for this coming weekend, and it's a little bit unusual in so much as we've got six games in that nine pm kickoff slot, um, and all of the NFC West. Um, we have the Niners versus the Saints, um, so hopefully the Saints can do us a favor there. But we also have um, um, the Cardinals playing the Bills, so hopefully the Bills can do us a, a favor two weeks on the trot.
1: Well, yeah, I mean the Bills are absolutely flying just now. Um, as I say, I watched that game actually on uh, Sunday there, and they 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 look quite convincing against the Seahawks. So yeah, fingers crossed. You know we we got a look at them. You know a few weeks back. Um where we they they got up on us early and we came back and almost almost pinched it from them. Um but Josh Allen is, is emerging as a very, very capable quarterback and again fingers crossed he can he can do a job and take out the Cardinals for us.
0: Yeah, and look looking at the games actually, I I think it's between the Bills, Cardinals and us Seahawks for the for the Sky game with with the winning records um, games. Um, you have got the Broncos Raiders at three and five and five and three. Um, oh God, you know what? It's Bengals versus Steelers. Mm. That's going to be the game, isn't it? It's
1: the big rivalry we'll
0: love... game. Of... Yeah, <laughs> and the Sky loves Steelers at the moment, don't they, sir? So... Yeah, n- neither of us are going to be on Sky. It's going to be the Steelers game, isn't it? But, um, <laughs> which is good news Steelers. for all our Game Pass subscribers. That's me, yes, that's me. So I think that sort of leads us into the predictions. Um, so for, for week eight, recapping the Atlanta Carolina game was the Thursday night football, which only Jordan got correct. Um Everybody apart from Jordan and yourself got the Pittsburgh Baltimore game. Everybody apart from Aaron and Tom got the San Francisco Seattle game. Everybody got the Dallas Philly game. And again, everybody got the Tampa Bay versus New 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 York Giants. Um so that was a good scoring week for everybody. Everybody scored four or three out of the uh, the five games um so for week 9 um it was just Aaron that had um, San Francisco beating Green Bay um, so everybody else picked up the uh the win there um let's have a look it was just myself that said buffalo versus seattle so i i, I take a step in front of everybody there on that one, that, that one um myself jordan aaron and yourself, Rob, uh, picked Arizona over Miami. More fools us. And,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Jordan and Aaron picked um, New Orleans over Tampa. Everybody else went for Tampa. Uh, I, think, I think Monday Night Football was a bit of a gimme with um, New England uh, versus the New York Jets, who seemed to be tanking.
1: Yes. Again. <laughs> yeah. The, the thing is, I mean, it, I think you know Sam Darnold was out for this game. Uh, the Jets brought in Joe Flacco, um, and you know I think they actually played the the, the Patriots really hard and really close. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think Cam um, Newton had a better performance this week, and uh, was able to pull it out for New England.
0: mm mm-hmm. So I mean, look, if my math is as good as Aaron's, I've got Chris on thirty points. I've got Aaron on twenty seven. Myself and Jordan on 26, Tom on 24, and yourself on 23. There, so am I currently sitting bottom? Um, according to my maths, yes,
1: that shows you exactly what I know, then doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: Yeah, so I, I think your your analysis is better than your predictions. Um, there, Rob. Yep, yes. <laughs> um, I'm oh. just kind of quick look and see if there's any relevant questions we can take from Facebook Um, Daniel Flint was asking what beer I recommend for watching the Rams this season Um, and I I can heartily recommend barley wines and triple IPAs all day long if we're watching this year Um, we already answered Michael Woods who was asking is Jared Goff mobile enough to be a modern franchise quarterback um and David Case actually um, answered him on Facebook, saying he's more mobile than Prescott or dalton um
1: yeah, I mean, I think I think the system that Sean McVay has is is not geared towards any great mobility. You know, golf is in a system I think that suits him. I think it's it's based on you know establishing that running game and and passing from then. It's it's, it's the old you know you establish the run to get the pass and the the, the protection needs to be there because golf is golf is not particularly mobile. But the the system is set up for him to to thrive in that though. That mm-hmm. he gets the protection, the, the dinks and dunks, you know, in the screen game and, and the, the, the end rounds and things like that. That's that's designed to off offset the pressure and then hopefully the deeper stuff comes from that as well. So as I say, I think I think very much, you know, and in, in, in a system I think that suits his attributes, is what I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah. Um have got a good couple of good questions here from Andy Lample on Facebook actually. Um just to finish us off for the evening, I think. Um, Do you feel that if we had a more proven backup to golf, we may have seen him benched, even if just for a drive or two on Sunday?
1: Uh, Absolutely not. No, I, as I say, I know when Blake Bortles was there uh, last year, um, and th- there was some people calling for to have a look at Blake Bortles. Um, I, I'll be honest with you, I I have been very impressed, not with the game there against Miami, but golf start to the season I think has been actually very very good. Um, I think he has really came on leaps and bounds, and we did hear you know stuff coming out of, of the Rams camp uh, during the off season to say that more emphasis would be put on golf this year. You know to to, to step up. And lead the offense um, and, and produce a bit more, and I, I think he's done that. I think the, the game against Miami was a blip. Um, I think the, the their defensive scheme was very much a kryptonite in that game. But make no mistake, I think golf has come on leaps and bounds, um, particularly in, in, in the, the largest part of this, the first half of this season. And I, I, I think I've said before, I think golf ceiling is really quite high. I think there's much more to come from golf, and I think if the protection is there. And as I said earlier as well, I think the offensive line has played well this season. I think it will continue to play well. Um, we're, we're going to have a bit of a kind of conundrum maybe over the next week or two because I believe Joseph Notboom is going to be active and able to play hopefully just shortly. So, you know, do, do, do you want to leave in David Edwards? Do you want to bring in Joseph Notboom who potentially could be your starting left tackle next year or the following year? Um, but I think to, to be honest with you, it's it's... It's golf and it, I think it's going to be golf for the very much foreseeable future. I think he's played well enough um to command that that starting role. There's no great backup behind him just now. No dis- disrespect to John Wolford. Um but there's certainly nothing in the way of a quarterback controversy in LA at the Rams at the moment. And I think for the majority of how golf is played this season, um I, I think I'd be more than comfortable, you know, in going forward with him.
0: Yeah, no, I I agree there. You know, we, we don't have the cap space to be having a good quarterback sat on the bench every week behind Goff, um, and you know, even looking at the stats of the half season, he's got he's got a completion percentage of sixty five point five, which is the highest he's had in the five years he's been playing.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I I think he certainly is improving. You know, the the one thing that that I would say, and as as I said earlier in this podcast, I think there's still things that that you would like to see a five year. You know, experienced quarterback not doing. I think some of the decisions are are still maybe not quite like it to be. Um, but I think you can. I think looking at the stats, as you rightly say, Tony, you can see that there is improvement. I think that's quite dramatic. Improvement. Looking at the first few games of this season, and I think he's very much going in the right direction. And you know, you're going to get games like the game we had against Miami. Sometimes, uh, you know, a, a team, a defense, a coordinator, a system is just going to have your number, and you can't judge golf on that one performance. You have to judge him on you know the, the you know the, the the whole half of the season he played previously, and really for the majority of that,
0: he has been very very good this year. Yep. Yep, can't disagree with that. And the second question from Andy Lamble is, why does it feel that McVeigh is reluctant to start Jefferson and Akis? When both have seen time on the field, they seem to produce a lot more, especially with regards to Jefferson over Reynolds. Do you
1: know It's it's a difficult one Because we have We have a glut of wealth In both positions And if I can address The running back position first You know Akers did get that injury Early on And Do you know Malcolm Brown Has taken Sorry Malcolm Brown um, has played well, but Daryl Henderson has really taken his opportunity and to be honest with you, the way Daryl Henderson is actually playing, I don't want to see that guy off the park at the moment, no disrespect to Malcolm Brown, he has been his consistent self, um, but to be honest with you, Daryl Henderson has been lights out and I think without the performances that Daryl Henderson has put in this season I think that, that offence and, and the games and the points that we've scored you could potentially take a lot of that back off he, he has shown, he has absolutely shown Daryl Henderson and we, we saw a little bit more of Cam Akers in the game there against Miami only because um, Henderson missed I think most of the second half because of a thigh injury um, but to be honest with you you know Darryl Henderson is looking every bit the running back that you would like to have it's, it's still gonna be this running back, you know, by committee. I think more and more now that Akers uh, is fit again, you're gonna see him come into that rotation. But you know, I, I don't think many people would want to see Darryl Henderson off the park at the moment because he's playing absolutely lights out. Um and as I say, he's 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 that very well-rounded back as well. You know that he's he's a very good blend of speed and power. You know he, he brings that well-roundedness to the table. Um, he's he, he looks to be decent in blocking, and he's he's pulled in a few catches as well. So I think you're you in a position where you want to run this committee. you've got instances where you want to see Malcolm Brown on the park. Um, because you know he'll get you the tough yards, he'll lower his head, you know, in short yardage situations. But you know, I think there's similarities between Darryl Henderson and Cam Akers, and that's going to be the difficult choice. You know, which one do you want to give the line share to? And for me, at the moment, it's Darryl Henderson.
0: So I mean, it definitely, definitely. I mean, if you if you look at the stats for Henderson as well, you know, he's got 458 yards already at the half of the season, um, averaging just under five, you know, 4.8, just under five yards um, per carry. Um, and he's got three touchdowns as well, which is is not to be sniffed at. Um, yes. and, then, and then you've got Malcolm Brown not too far behind him on 314 yards. Um, and then the third most productive running back behind him is Cam Akers on 148. Um, and, you know, we, we are sort of blessed with receivers as well. If, you've, if we're going to hand it round Cooper um uh, Robert Woods, the tight ends and... And Van Jefferson, you know, there's, there's a lot of receptions to go around, and we, and we do like to keep um, the receivers on the tours and actually change that up on a regular basis. Uh, but I mean, Cooper Cup has 527 yards already this season. Uh, Robert Woods was at 436. You wouldn't put it past them both to pass a thousand yards this season at all. Um, but I, I, I think it's just players finding their place. Um, within, within the team and within the rotation.
1: It, it is yeah and you know again we, we have a glut of riches again again at, at wide receiver but another emphasis that the team spoke about in the off season was is that they wanted to put more emphasis on the tight ends you know in in, mm-hmm. in the system this year I think with you know Tyler Higby having a big finish to, to last year and uh, they were hoping that that was going to carry on to this year it hasn't quite other, other than the, the big game against the Eagles it hasn't quite kind of carried over into this year although it, it has still been pretty consistent um, but again they want to see maybe more of maybe Gerald Everett, maybe get, uh, getting the ball as well so that that takes away a little bit from you know the passes that's been spread out to the receivers you know obviously Robert Woods and Cooper Cup are your your two starters and then on the depth chart at the moment you've got Josh, Josh Reynolds so you know Van Jefferson is is just down that depth chart at the moment and short of really coming out in four and five receiver sets you're maybe not going to see him on the park that often but believe me, I believe he did enough in the off-season and the wee bit, the wee flashes that we have saw that this guy is coming and coming in a big way. I think if you just bide your time, I think we will see a lot of a lot more of Van Jefferson um, hopefully in the near future. I do believe he's a real talent um, and I do believe he, the only reason he can of get on the park just now is, is that we do have real strength and depth there. Um, I think it's only a matter of time before he works his way up that depth chart um, and does start to see a lot of the ball. Um, it, it wouldn't surprise me, you know, if he, if he potentially might be a leaps frog, um, maybe Josh Reynolds actually, you know, in the off season and be a little bit further up that depth chart for next year. Um, no disrespect to Josh Reynolds, I think he's played really quite well again uh, this year. Josh Reynolds, he's he's had an opportunity to come up the depth chart that one step, you know, with uh, Brandon Cooks moving on, so he's looking to try and take his opportunity as well a, a little bit. But they they the like they really like Van Jefferson, and as I say, I think the, the big point is expect to see him. Um, and expect to see a lot more of him I think as time goes on um, having strength and depth and a position at wide receiver is key um, if you're looking to have you know, maybe a potentially deep run into the playoffs so again maybe even later in the season expect to maybe see a, 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 this guy a little bit more you, you never want to see injuries sadly they do happen so as I say as the season goes on um, I, I would expect to see more of Van Jefferson um, and I think it's only a matter of time before he becomes quite a mainstay maybe actually in the team
0: Excellent. I'm, I'm I'm super hyped for this weekend coming now, Rob. You you've re, you really tossed me around out of my um my my grump from the Miami game.
1: Yeah <laughs> I do my best. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Excellent. And just, just a bit of a clarification as well, actually. I've just dragged up um Josh Byers Boyer's um biography and he was on the he's a position coach with the Pats from 20, 2009 to twenty eighteen. Um So he was on on the defensive coaching staff um, in the Super Bowl. Oh, you said that earlier. Yeah, you said Mm -hmm. that earlier. Yeah, yeah.
1: He, he really did have that defense playing very, very well. The schemes seemed to be particularly good, and there, there's a time to dial up that zero blitz, you know, and they seem to time it very, very well. So they did, as I say, golf was very, very out of sync and very early on. So it was so, and again, kudos, I think, to to him and, and the Miami defense, um, who played l- really lights out in that entire game.
0: Excellent. Yes. So, uh, yeah, just a bit of clarification that that was the fact. And you know, I wasn't just taking internet rumors as, as truth. Um, <laughs> anything else to add, Rob? Um, I think we've touched on it I think
1: the the one thing we, 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 we kind of spoke about a little bit earlier um, was just I think there's very key games coming up I think the, the next game against Seattle is a very key game and then I think we have the Cardinals and the 49ers so again it's, it's, it's all divisional battles all to play for Um, you know you've got to remember as much as the, the 49ers are hurting a little bit with Jimmy Garoppolo out Um, you know they, they're only one game behind us so there's all to play for in next, these next three games um, and I, I, again, these three games could go a long way to actually defining our season because you're potentially looking at you know what, what they call six pointers, you know, in, uh, in, in soccer terms, you know, that, that a win for you is a loss for your, your divisional opponent. So hopefully, we can um, maybe potentially maybe leapfrog the Cardinals and get up there maybe after the Seattle game beside them and uh, and go forward from there because our, 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 our schedule, I think, is quite tough. I think for the remainder of the season, you know, and for Four of those games, as you know, the two Seahawks games, the two Cardinal games, and then the, we have the the other game against the. Uh, the 49ers so you know some some really 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 tough opponents there so um really very much all to play for but as you rightly touched on earlier as well you know the the bye week came at a very good time for us um the the three of them you know all all actually losing their game this week um we're self actually getting a chance to actually heal get a couple of guys back um we've really liked what we have saw you know early on in the season you know from jordan fuller um hopefully again you know he's he's Potentially going to take maybe that starting role, maybe again from Taylor Rapp who hasn't played bad since Fuller went down. I think Rap's played reasonably well, but again, gives us that strength. You know that when we go to different packages that we can get, maybe you know maybe two and three safeties on uh, on the park and have good depth there. You know you've got to remember as well. You know we've actually lost uh, the other rookie safety uh, bunches for the rest of the season, so getting Fuller back is adding a bit of depth there um, and a place that we've been hurting. You know having them both out. You know in the last couple of weeks.
0: Excellent, a really good summary there Rob, thanks for that and um, I, I think that pretty much brings us to the end of our time this evening it's been really good to catch up with you um, and, and hopefully we can we can get back to a, a more regular slot for our podcasts um, but hopefully we can get this out to um, for broadcast and pick up by um, Wednesday lunchtime Wednesday evening for people um, uh, thanks for your time Rob and I look forward to speaking to you again soon
1: Pleasure as always, Tony, and thank you for your time.
0: Cheers, Rob, and good night. Good night, folks.